Greetings and welcome to A Stone in Zion, the weekly podcast of Zion Lutheran Church in Reedfield, Wisconsin. I am Pastor Peter Kesting. And today we're beginning a new series, sermon series, on warnings from Jesus. And I like the this idea, you know, that Jesus, he warns us of some of the problems that we're going to face as, you know, being believers. And, you know, it's looking back at Jesus, he lived 2,000 years ago, but yet, he also lived outside of time, too, as true God. Um, and he, you know, knew what we were going to face. And he knew the problems that, that believers in this current century are, are facing here in the end times. And he wants to warn us from some of those things. And uh, we'll see that, uh, you know, here he warns us about divisions that are coming in families and I'm aware that this can be kind of a personal thing. I've talked to so many members who have um, you know family members and things like that where there's divisions and sometimes it has to do with um, the world's view on you know things like sexuality, um, gender identity, all these kinds of things where sometimes, People are forced to say, you know, this is right, this is wrong, and I'm not going to do what's wrong. And boy, that can really um, light a fire in families, and it can cause divisions, unfortunately. Um, But I guess Jesus says that's why he came. And this is a difficult section of God's word. We're going through difficult readings of of Jesus, different difficult sayings of Jesus in our Thursday morning Bible class, and um, this is this is one of them that's coming up because you know it really is a tricky one to to wrap your head around uh, that Jesus came into this world to bring divisions, but you know um, that I guess is going to happen. It's a necessity, and. You know, I think it is a comfort for us when we do find ourselves in that situation where we're in a split family or whatever it might be to look at this and say, hey, you know, yeah, I guess Jesus warned us about this. You know, this really shouldn't be all that surprising. Um, Jesus said that this was going to happen. So uh, I hope that the sermon here. Uh, you find it interesting, and if you have divisions or splits among your family or among your friends, um, you know maybe you can find some comfort there and also some practical advice there towards the end. All right, well, blessings to you, and enjoy. Please rise out of respect for the words and the deeds of our Savior. Our gospel lesson for today, which will also serve as a text for our sermon, comes to us from Luke chapter 12, verses 49 to 53. And Jesus said, I have come to bring fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and how distressed I am until it is completed. Do you think I came to bring peace on earth? No, I tell you, but division. 
From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. This is the gospel of our Lord. I like to go grocery shopping at a particular place. It's one of these big bulk stores, a warehouse store where, you know, if you want to go get something, you can't just buy one of those things. You have to buy many, right? And you get some pretty good deals. But the thing is, every time I go there, I think I just need a few items. You know, there's going to be a small, a small one this time. I'll do my big grocery shopping later. This is going to be well under $100, right? $50 as I go into the store. I don't know if I've ever left that store with spending less than $200. And that's on a good day. It seems like just the, the things add up and I lose track. And I'm always surprised when that number comes up on the register. There's always that shock. And I've even gotten to the point where I'm, I try to psych myself up, up for it. Because I know there's going to be a shock, right? I know every time it happens. So I think, okay, prepare yourself. Well, it might be over $100, right? You know, there's a few things in there. But no, then it's always double what I even expect. So even with forewarning myself, every time I go there, I'm still shocked at the register. And there's probably a lot of things like that in all of our lives where we know we shouldn't be shocked, but yet we still are when it actually happens. And Jesus, in our lessons for today, he wants to warn us. And as I mentioned before, we're kind of beginning a new sermon series today. It's going to be for the next four weeks. We're going to look at different warnings that Jesus gives to us as believers. And the first warning here is he doesn't want us to be shocked when there's divisions, when there's problems, when we see things like a split in a family, we shouldn't be shocked. Jesus here, I think, is trying to help us prevent, not really sticker shock, but maybe we could call it Christian shock. The shock that comes when we start to count the cost of what it means to be a Christian here on this earth. And today in our text, in our gospel text, Jesus says some things that are kind of, I think, hard for us to understand. In our Thursday morning Bible classes, we've been talking about difficult sayings of Jesus. And the one for today, it's a doozy. We're going to cover this one pretty soon in that Bible class because it is difficult when Jesus says, I have not come to bring peace, but division. We may wonder, well, isn't Jesus the Prince of Peace? Many times he said to his disciples, peace be with you. We think of Jesus as a bringer of peace. And of course he is. But today he also tells us that he didn't come to bring peace on this earth. But division. And he, did, he tells us this to warn us about this fire that was started when he came upon this earth. And it's a fire that's still burning today. 
I think that we might wonder what this fire is that Jesus is talking about here. He says he, he came to start a fire. And maybe we would have a lot of questions, but in the next verse, he tells us that he's got a baptism that he needs to undergo. Now, at this point in time, Jesus has already been baptized by John the Baptist. So he's not talking about his, his physical baptism. Sometimes he uses baptism as a way to refer to some sort of a difficult thing that he has to undergo. So this fire or this baptism that he has to undergo, it is referring to his death on the cross. See, we have to realize that when Jesus died on a cross, that was a revolutionary thing. It was, the, it was really the start of a huge revolution. He changed the world when he died on the cross. That event, every human being has to wrap their minds around. You ever think about that, really? You know, you, you can kind of ride the fence on a lot of different things. If someone asks you, what do you think about this politician or that thing that's going on? And you say, I don't know, you kind of ride the fence. But and sometimes we have ways of, you know, just changing the subject. Oh, I don't want to talk about that, so let's talk about this instead. How's the weather? So, you know, we can always try to dodge a lot of the political issues of the day. We can dodge a lot of things. But when it comes down to it, what Jesus did on the cross, who is Jesus? That is a question that everybody has to answer. They have to wrap their minds around it at some point in time or not. If they try to put it off at the end of the time, well, they'll have to answer then eventually before Jesus. And I think really people have to decide, is Jesus the Savior of the world? Is Jesus the most important person who ever lived and the most important person in my life? Or is he crazy? You can't ride the fence. It's a, it's a fire that Jesus started, a revolution. You have to go one way or another. He started a fire when he died on that cross. And of course, you know, fire is something that, that is necessary at times. Now, maybe we think about fires as being bad things, right? And I, you know, just saw in the news, there's these fires in California. It seems like there's always fires out west. And they're so destructive because there's so many people living out there and there's so much property damage. People get hurt by these fires. But of course, forest fires are a necessary part of nature too. There's fires going on in Alaska all the time. We never hear about them because no one lives there. No property is being damaged, but there are ginormous fires that go on there. And in fact, they're kind of necessary for the undergrowth to be burned away and for new, new trees to grow. So when Jesus says what he was doing is like a fire, in some ways that's kind of adequate picture, isn't it? He's going to burn away some things and allow there to be room for new growth. I think one thing we have to realize is that a revolution was started when Jesus died on the cross because all of us, 
Every human being, if Jesus hadn't died on the cross, we would all be on a one-way ticket to eternal death. Separation from God for all eternity in hell. So think about that. The, the nice people here on the earth, the people that helped one another, they too would be going to hell. Everyone would be on that one-way street to hell. But Jesus came and he started a revolution. He, he started this fire and this baptism so that everyone who believed in him would be saved. And ever since that happened, there's some people who believe that and there's some people who reject it. That fire that was started back then, it's still burning today. It has lasting impact today. And Jesus is really warning us as believers that this is going to be something that we're going to have to deal with in our day. Jesus is warning us about the fact that he comes to bring division. Now, as I kind of mentioned before, we think about Jesus as the Prince of Peace, and he is. But he said, I didn't come to bring peace on this earth, but division. So he's not talking about heavenly disunity or division. Talking about division here on this earth. And we're warned about this, I think, so that when we see it, it doesn't shock us so much. But, you know, it's like sticker shock. You can warn yourself about it, but when it does come, when we see, you know, like his example here of, of a family being split apart because of this, it still is a shocking thing, isn't it? It still hurts when we see these things come into our lives. And maybe you've experienced that in your life where you have seen some who have rejected Jesus People that were close to you, maybe friends or family. And I guess we have to wrestle with that then. What are we going to do when we see that happening? We know that if we stay as a Christian, there's going to be a split. Now, for some, there's a temptation to then say, well, you know, I think what God says is kind of old-fashioned. I'll walk away from what God says and I'll... Stick with what my family or my friends are doing. And in that way, you kind of avoid that split. You kind of avoid that disunity. But being a Christian sometimes involves us having to make difficult decisions. Right? It's easy to be a Christian when you don't have to make those difficult decisions. So, you know, maybe... You have enough money that you can afford all sorts of luxuries for yourself and support the work of the church. That's great. You don't have to really decide, then you can do both. It's harder when you have to choose between luxuries or supporting the work of the church. You know, it's, you know, on a nice day like today, you can. Maybe do two things. You can go fishing or do something else in the morning and come to church. You, it's nice. You don't have to choose. But what happens when you have to choose? Sometimes we can think of those difficult choices. And, and perhaps Abraham is a great example of that. Abraham was a man who had 
to choose between his son and obeying what God said. When God gave him that impossibly hard path of sacrificing his own son. But we see Abraham obeyed what his father said and he didn't have to live with the consequences of it either. God saved him from that. You know, there's difficult decisions that we have to make. And maybe there's been times when we have made the wrong decisions. You know, maybe there's times when we should have stood our ground, but instead we caved in. Maybe there's times when we went along with something we knew that wasn't right. But that's where Jesus comes in with what he has done for us. He came into this world to forgive us of our sins, our mistakes, our bad decisions. He made the right decisions for us. He made the decision to give up heaven and to come here on this earth and to live a life of servitude in our place. Jesus here talks about a split family. Jesus isn't talking about this with having no experience of this on his own. We have good reasons to believe that his own uh, brothers and sisters, the other children of Mary and Joseph, I guess it'd be his half brothers and sisters, that they rejected him, at least at first. So he caused a split in his own family. We believe. And if we don't look at even his family here on this earth, but we look at his heavenly father, Jesus said, you have forsaken me there on the cross. There was a split, a divide that happened there when Jesus suffered and died on the cross. And he knew that pain very well. But Jesus knows what it's like to have that, that split, that division, and the pain. But he knew, he knew that that was necessary. He made the right decisions, even maybe when we haven't. May we make those right decisions in our lives too. And when we make those decisions, we, may God also help us to live with the results of those right decisions. You know, maybe there's some of you right now who are kind of living in a family that's a little split. Right? Where maybe uh, your religious faith has caused problems or, or maybe even divisions in your family. And and what do you do for that person who has rejected Jesus? Well, I think we have some practical advice from God's word. First of all, for that person who has rejected Jesus, we shouldn't lose hope for them. We know that no matter you know, what, how it might seem, it might seem bleak, but yet there are times in people's lives when, when they think very strongly one way, but then time will tell and they will see the error of their way. As long as a person is alive, there still is hope for that person. Mother advice too, we shouldn't compromise on our faith. We shouldn't give someone the idea that it's okay, that sin is all right. We shouldn't let people think that we approve of what is wrong. The Bible tells us, too, that uh, we should make that stand, even when that's difficult. 
Another bit of practical advice is to not burn bridges. Maybe we can think of examples of people who've burned bridges in the past. You know, maybe they, they quit by telling their boss off and telling them all the things they did wrong. They made it such a stink that there's no way they could ever get hired there again, right? Perhaps there's sometimes a temptation to do that with a, a family member. But we don't want to burn those bridges, right? Especially with someone who maybe has rejected Jesus. We want to keep into that person's life so that we can, if the time is right, share that faith and share that love. And above all, we should pray. Pray for those who are lost. We shouldn't be, I guess, surprised, is what Jesus is saying, when divisions come. They will come. Anytime someone like Jesus starts a fire like that, a revolution, there's going to be divisions. But yet, we should keep praying for those who are separated from us. Pray that that could be reunited. And also, we should be very humble, too. Recognizing that if it was not, except for by the grace of God, that we, too, would be lost. We, too, don't deserve God's love and his grace. Here we have this word of warning that it may not always be easy to be a Christian. Hopefully, this warning will do its job so that we won't be you know, shocked so much when these difficulties come into our lives. But I think it's important for us to know that even though there is disunity here on this earth, and Jesus even said, I have come to bring division on this earth. We still know that when it comes to eternity, he has come to bring peace. And that is the peace that we have in knowing that he is our savior, that our sins are forgiven, and eternal life in heaven is in store for us. Amen.